welcome. My name is Tim. I'm Danty. And I'm Herfy Durfy. And this is Go Mode, a link to the past rent. Uh, okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let me. I guess I'll, I'll I'll do it again. And this is Go Mode, a link to the. Okay. Okay, what's <laughs> happening here? Well, why is Wait. that playing all the time? That's not me. It's gotta be Herf. Herf, did you okay. upgrade your slide whistle? I wish I did. No, unfortunately, I'm still not that good. Let me. Let me. Maybe I can like sneak it in before it before before it gets us. Okay. Right? And this is Go Mode, a link to the past. Come on. Uh, it was so soon. Watch your profanity. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, oh, and hey, I think the flute stopped. I think we're good now. Um, that started in the last episode. We had this random flute noise that just was in the middle of me speaking. Totally rude. Seems like we maybe got that out of our system just now at the intro of this episode. But uh, ho- hopefully we're good now. Yeah, I, I don't know what our editor was thinking last time. You know what? He, he wasn't thinking. Uh, that's that totally fine. Our editor had a lot going on at that given point in time. He did, yeah. He was uh, busy supporting his wife through the birth of his first child, uh, and she's here now. And what a beaut! She's just the best. I I gotta say, I'm really in love with this this little daughter of mine. Yeah, that's, I'm uh, glad to hear that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, I I'll put a link in the description. I mentioned it at the very end of our interview with Malmo, which is what we're doing today. Um, I have a quick clip of my baby on stream, so I'll, I'll put that in the Discord if y'all want to see how cute she is. And I promise after this episode, I will try not to be one of those people that just talks about their new kid all the time because I know that's annoying. But you got to give me at least one episode to get it out of my system. So <laughs> there might be a few more references in this one, and then I'll I'll tone it down a little bit. A little bit. But uh, she's she is pretty awesome, though. So Yeah, kid, kids um, are okay. cool, but you know, uh, you know what's cooler? A link to the past randomizer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> So true. No, I could not have said it better myself. You're absolutely right, Dante. A link to the past randomizer is cooler than kids. I hope my wife so doesn't listen to this it. episode. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about a link to the past randomizer. So our headliner this time, we've got to uh, take a look at the a link to the past randomizer league season three, which has finally concluded, and we are ready to crown our victors. Our victors, our winners. Uh, congratulations to the Fendrana Drifters. Uh, who were the winners this year? Uh, Megawatt, Frostbite 3030, and Jet082. Um, no stranger to being winners in the league. Uh, so they, they are a very accomplished team. Dante, help me out. What? How did they finish uh, years one and two? Uh, year one, they. So that's another thing. This is a team that has stayed the same through all three seasons. Uh, season one, I think they finished. Uh, they lost out in first round of the playoffs to us, I think. Yeah, Hmm. uh, they did. And, uh, then in the second season, the, you know, the playoffs field has been different every time as far as like the number of participants. So, uh, I think they finished like top 12 the first season. Is that right? I'm having a hard time piecing this all together. It might've been top like six, uh, either way, um, and then they got a lot further in season two. And then obviously season three, they just decided to go full ham on everybody. And, uh, you know, have, I think they finished 23 and or 26 and three or something like that. I think they only had three losses and that was absolutely incredible. Like for the invitational league, that's insane. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was just trying to look through, I guess the best place to try to look up like historical league data would be the announcements channel in that Discord, just like going way back. It's a project uh, if you go to the website. On. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's good to hear. Because, um, yeah, if you go to the website, it's all, you know, for this year, which is good. That's what most people want. But um, we've got yeah, it'd be good to have a yeah historical data. We've got all the raw data. It's just a matter of, I mean, obviously, we've just wrapped up our season. So the admins aren't really looking to do a whole lot at the sure. moment. Um, mm-hmm. But we've got all the raw data. It's just a matter of maybe Sigma can do something with the website to have a previous seasons thing. Uh, I think that's on his docket. But obviously, it is not the you know, head of the Not everything priority. priority right now, you know, it's a side hobby after all. So, uh, you know, when we get ready to gear up for what we announced this season four and maybe later this year, uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do about it potentially. Yeah. So to close the loop on this tangent, what I was saying is Fendrana, Fendrana drifters, like you said, have been around since the first season. Uh, and they've always been a very competitive team and they have finally won it this year. Huge shout outs to those three. Uh, second place, we had Triple Dino Disaster. They did take one game off of the Fendrana Drifters, um, but they were the runners up. And then also, we want to say uh, congratulations to our Open League champs. Uh, the winner was Oops, the War Es Na Ach nicht. Uh, And I'm not going to check in with her to see how I did because I already know it was perfect. Um, second place in the Open League was uh, Boomer Friendly, who uh, has on their team Don Venure, who is familiar from our Overworld Glitches Mentor Tournament, um, the team Fromps Time, and OK Game. So the three of them, plus the winners, uh, are all getting promoted to the Invitational League uh, for Season 4. So congrats to them. And then on sort of the other side of things, from the Invitational League, the bottom four are moving down to the Open League, and that is OP Got Good, But We're Buddies, Major Mistakes, and Yutang Clan. Um, so that's it for the kind of roster shakeups going into Season 4. But again, huge congratulations to the winners of both leagues. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I am super excited that it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a long one uh i was i'm also kind of glad that it's done because it means moving on to other things uh and i'm excited you know for like the main tournament some other tournaments and, and events and stuff like that that are coming up listen i was doing a lot of ladder so. this this was not as long as the tournament we never speak of here uh the planto tournament apparently is still in group stages or just finished wrapping up group stages. That tournament started on September 15th. So uh, I guess a bracket will happen at some point. <laughs> okay. <Maybe>. Wow. <laughs> Terrible. Um, all right. Well, a couple other things on this, and then I think it, it's time to, to move on because we've covered this quite a bit, you know, the whole time the season's been going on. One thing I wanted to check in was, Dante, we mentioned a uh, 3v3 multi-world that you were doing uh, for the bronze. Wanted to check in. How did it go? It was fun. Uh, I actually, for my team, I had the n- only non-entrance seed. Um, the way it worked, there was an uh, me and Aussie played an AD uh, Swordless, and then uh, I think it was Asder and Edium played. No, I'm sorry. Maybe it was Asder and Nep. Either way, uh, there was a cross keys all dungeons and there was a cross keys all dungeons enemizer i know edium did the enemizer one and i want to say maybe that was hitaka that was paired up with edium in that regard and then asder was paired up with net with just the ad cross keys 
So uh, and these are members of the team Shack Tools Digging. Game. Correct. Uh, and that was our unofficial match. Um, but I was only in BK mode for a minute. I walked away and apparently got the item I was looking for, like as I <laughs> went to go get a drink. So came back and then um, the way we did it, we just kind of agreed that it's when the collective team is done. That way people didn't have to worry about metagaming. Hey, I'm in go mode. I'm not going to check anything and just, you know, go. And then it makes the thing even longer for everyone potentially. So, um, but yeah, the Titans mitts won that, that very, very unofficial match that meant so much. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, third, third place. And then, yeah, yeah, nice. we, we did, we did it. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure even yeah. if we lost, we'd be like, yeah, we did it. So, <laughs> No, I mean, seriously, congrats on a really successful season. There were, you know, several uh, best of fives that you, you took it to game five, and it was it was really fun cheering you on. And third place is, even if it was a tied third place, if you don't count the unofficial bronze match, it's still incredibly good. So, yeah, GG on a great season. Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, it's It was it was tough, but we, we, we made it. And uh, what did you guys do? Did you, you guys do anything, or is your team, like, are y'all done? We... Uh, a little while back after everything was over, we had kind of what I called like our uh, end of year pizza party where uh, myself and my two teammates, Tyler salt and Arusta of the long shots. We all got together and did a three person multi-world, not, you know, versus anyone, just the three of us hanging out in a voice chat and, you know, uh, trying to beat three seeds. We did mystery settings for him too. Uh, and yeah, it was fun. It's a good way to kind of like decompress, talk a little bit about you know, not a whole lot about like strategy, but maybe, you know, a little bit about like, what do we want to do maybe differently next year? Uh, how, how do we feel about how we did this year? And yeah, it was fun. It was, it was another one of those fun memories created by being, you know, by having team play in, in rando. So nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I think that will pretty much close out our coverage of uh, League Season 3. Of course, we'll be back covering the League uh, in Season 4 when that starts. Did you say when you think that might be as a as a mod? Uh, did not say that? Fall. Uh, so the plan is, uh, this is a big assumption, the plan is the main tournament will happen. There will be some summer spinoff tournaments that always happen, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. You know, if the last two years have been an indicator of anything and then um, when the fall comes around, instead of the fall tournament, we'll have the fall league and we'll see what we can do to make it uh, very entertaining for everyone again. Perfect. All right. So a quick look into some tourneys that are happening right now. Some, some community tourneys. Uh, one is we've mentioned the Ju- the German community tournament. Uh, they are just moving right along. I have to say, I'm very impressed with the cold industrial efficiency through which they just <laughs> churn through these matches uh you know true true to form um they every time i check in they've just like everyone's keeping on top of it and there is only one more race to go until we have our top 16 there uh and i just want to check in real quick with you guys if you want to look at this round two you know 16 that we have right now who do you like who's gonna win this oh man you got a lot yeah. of strong folks in here. Some big names. Yeah. Hard to yeah. say. I, I want to, like, my heart wants to say the lane will win it, but it'll probably be one of the clowns. So <laughs> One of the clowns. Yeah, that includes, like, Schalzer and Hitsu and maybe Illus as well. What is, uh, like, the clown route? What do you mean by their clowns? Yeah, they're just, you know, I personally think that they often tend to clown route and get rewarded for it a lot which you know fair if you want to play like that but 
they they often have to me upsetting wins that I can't explain. I don't know if we've ever defined clown routing, but it's a term that I guess sort of means like uh, you do sort of silly routing or, or you kind of go against what would be like the safe or logical or strong kind of play. Mm-hmm. And clown routing, I think, more specifically refers to like when you do it and then it works out and you're just like, oh, yeah, of course it worked. And you just like keep along your merry way. Um, so it's being used sort of derogatory here, but I think it, it sort of just describes somebody who's willing to take risks and. Uh, they pay off for them, I guess. So, um, all right. I I would say if I look at this, I, I would probably just go with Hitsuyan one three three seven, just because I just see them doing really well in a lot of tournaments, and I noticed that they're they're here. So that's that's my prediction. There's Did definitely you, like, a lot of big names in there for sure. Yeah, yeah. For uh, sure. Just like to name a few names that could probably take this whole thing. Uh, you know, obviously if the cards fall right, you know, Shoals or Illus. I mean, they're, unfortunately, you know, they're playing each other. You know, Thelane yeah. as well that is on that side of the bracket. Um, just kind of skimming through here, and obviously, like me skim- skimming around. Like you mentioned, Hitsian already. And uh, I know Ray07 uh, is a name that's not like a household rando name, so to speak, but he is definitely uh, one to watch out for. He was in my group for Speed Gaming Live, and he finished first in that group. So definitely oh, wow. a huge contender there as well. Um, you know, on paper, given history, uh, consistency, uh, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of with Herf. I, I think the lane can probably pull this one out. Um, it, but you know, you never know. That's that's like we we play rando for the 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 mystery sometimes. So we'll we'll see yeah. how it goes. And uh, you know, I they might be done by the time we record another episode because they they're going <laughs> yeah. so fast. Like and as soon as they finish, you know, they're gonna be like, all right, the next German tournament starts now. And it's like, holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're moving right through it. And you're probably right. They probably probably will be announcing the winner on the next episode. So there you go. Um. Cool. Okay, and then another tournament going on. Uh, it will qualifiers will already be closed by the time you hear this. So this is not to say go check it out. I just wanted to shout it out because Go Mode Podcast kind of has roots uh, in the something awful community, and there is another goon tournament. Uh, this is season three of it. I think happening was initially being run by uh, Sailor Nep. Uh, Sailor Nep is taking a step back, and now Arusta is stepping up to run it this year. Very small tournament. Right now, there's 14 people in. Hopefully, we can get it to 16 by the time we get it kicked off, but very unofficial. We all did an async qualifier seed to kind of seed us, and then we'll probably just go straight to a bracket, and uh, it's going to be like maybe one race a week, which is one of the reasons I am able to do it, because that's about as much as I can handle these days. Um, With raising a baby. Did I mention I have a baby? I have a new baby? Just (laughs) one more time. Throw it out. Herf, what's um, no, a baby? So, yeah, I d- <laughs> it's I a know. tiny human. I don't have one. I'm the only person on here who doesn't have one. It's a little tiny human. It's no big deal, really. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention it because I'm excited for it. Uh, I love these small community tournaments. You'll hear us talk a lot more about that when we have Malmo on um, for our interview. Uh, but yeah, we had the qualifier, and I, I just wanted to share my experience. Um, but before I do that, Dante, I also wanted to say, is in this thing, and you've also registered. You're you're going to be participating as well in this, right? Yeah, I'm going to do the fun thing. I won the last one, so it was like, yeah. Uh, I said this to you, or I think it was to you, uh, but it was like I, I entered it uh, and knowing that the the main tournament's about to start up, and it was kind of like I, I kind of hope we can pass the torch off to someone else because last like season two was pretty huge of this particular like small tournament. Um, 
and this one's a lot smaller. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see who we can pass the torch along to. Well, you're off to a terrible start because in the async qualifier, you have the fastest time by like 11 minutes. You're like 11 minutes faster than the second fastest time. <laughs> um, so Dante looking at like a very strong contender to win Goon Tournament number three uh, as well. You you can't base it all off one, and that's why we race multiple races. You're right. You're right. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so I wanted to say I raced this one uh yesterday and um i started it off by almost last locationing my light world access and then dying to mothula twice (laughs) so it was not a good start (laughs) but from there i don't know what happened but i pretty much beelined to every progression item from that point on like really good guesses awesome red cane guess and i ended up getting a fifth in the qualifier out of 14 people so far so uh, that's going to seed me higher than I probably deserve to be, but uh, it was a nice little, you know, confidence booster, especially to be so low, you know, dying to moth a second time and being like, well, I might as well just quit now. Like, what am I even doing here? And being like, no, 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 just calm down, keep going, do it again. You got this. And then doing it and then, you know, putting putting out a time that I was actually really proud of. So stick with it, everybody. You just you just never know what you're capable of unless you try. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the last tournament, uh, Malmo is going to tell you a little bit more about uh, as we get to the end of our conversation with her. Uh, it is a hybrid major glitches tournament that's going to be getting kicked off in June. So we've got a little bit of time for that, but uh, stick around for our conversation and check out the links in the description if you want to stay up to date on that one. And that's all we'll say about that for now. All right. GMP community updates. So obviously, you know, this is normally where we talk about the Overworld Glitches Mentor Tournament. We're going to talk a lot more about that when we have Malmo on here in, you know, five or ten minutes. Uh, So we will skip that now. But I did just want to take a quick moment to give an official GG to the winner of this tournament, our very own Dante. Congratulations. (laughs) Thanks. I feel like I've heard this Um, before. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so we will uh like i said go a lot more in depth into this um you know so we, we won't dwell on it too long uh but i guess we can just go ahead and quickly say that dante was the winner uh second place was don veneur uh and then we did have a bronze match so we can say with confidence third place was schulzer and fourth place was Krellbell. um but everyone involved seemed to have a really great time with it um, we also actually we've done our five through eight match, um, and I believe was fifth in that. Um, and then beyond that, I'll, you'll just go have to go watch the the vod. In fact, maybe I'll even edit out saying that because I want you to go watch it because it was it was it was entertaining. Uh, but yeah, that is it for the OWGMT. It's officially over. We're gonna get a lot more into it here pretty soon. Um, so stick around for that. All right, I'm very excited about this next thing. Um, uh, admin of our Discord, Lumaga, who we've mentioned many times, friend of the show, um, is kind of the engineer of this project and uh, has been working really hard on it, and I'm happy to announce it here. So what we want to do is revive our weekly restreams that we were initially going to kind of try to commit to for bi-weekly seeds. Uh, so every other week we'll have a restream of two people playing our bi-weekly seed head-to-head um, so that we can you know showcase them and see them race. What we're going to do in between those weeks, kind of every other week, is we're sort of informally calling it ALTTPR grudge matches. And I want you to think of this as like the WWE Wednesday Night Raw of Rando. Wednesday? Yeah, this is probably going to be Wednesday. We don't know for sure the date yet, but uh, the important thing is they're going to be weekly. And the idea is we want people to just come to us 
uh, and pitch us on the race you want to do. If you have ever been in a tournament and it went to a best of five and you lost by one minute and you're just so salty about that and you want to grab your opponent and drag them back into the spotlight, we want to give you an opportunity to do that. So you can pitch us on, I want to race this person and we would love it if this person commentated and we can talk to them about getting them in there. But what we're doing is giving you a form and an opportunity to just pitch whatever your race is. And we would love to give you an opportunity, you know, to, to basically lift that up and give you an audience and host those on our Go Mode podcast Twitch channel. Um, so, yeah, these are the grudge matches. Uh, there's going to be a lot more details about that in our Discord if you want to join there. Uh, we'll have the form available so you can submit your pitches to us. Um, we're going to try to highlight cursed seeds that we've had, you know, posted in our discord before different modes as they're uh released just it's just basically going to be like a weekly kind of variety show but we really are looking forward to getting these grudge matches um you know having those play out there so hit us up if you have a pitch for that and uh those are going to be getting going quite soon so subscribe to the go mode podcast twitch channel or at the very least follow it for updates (laughs) on when those are and uh yeah we're really looking forward to that yeah it should be a lot of fun i uh I, I like that we just threw out there just sub to the channel. Like, don't even watch it. Just sub to it. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, have to have, I mean, that's a good way to. I had to throw know, it out there. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird when, you know, media platforms um, have, like, sub and follow mean different things. But uh, yeah. I digress. Yeah, it should be, like, it should be fun. I, I think, you know, we'll we'll see if we can get some folks to throw down. I think we'll probably get some i think there's some mentor tournament folks that would like to uh have some runbacks uh whether it yeah. be mm-hmm. overworld glitches or just the regular the regular uh mentor tournament too so um yeah i i, I might even yeah. i might even want to throw down a nightmare with somebody and then make somebody restream a five-hour nightmare race who knows we'll see Ooh, there you go okay mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, to that point, all skill levels are welcome. I mean, what we really want are close, even races. So like if you and your friend are both kind of starting out, but you have an you know intense rivalry or you want to like play up that you do even, um, you're perfect for this. We, you don't have to be like a world-class player to, to be on the stage. We just want close races and uh, good storylines. You know, if there's like a good kind of reason that the commentators can talk about that you two both want to win so badly and that this is personal for you. That's the kind of thing we really want to highlight here. So very much looking forward to that. Stick around uh, or check out our discord. We'll have, we'll have more details on it. Mm-hmm. All right. Bi-weekly seeds. Uh, last time we had the, we did the main tournament, you know, qualifier setup, which was the standard with randomized swords and hard items um, as a practice this time, uh, rather than do another like overall glitches seed, which would make a lot of sense for this episode. I was thinking, we can put out one of these hybrid major glitches seeds that um, you know the the tournament that Malmo is going to tell you about is is going to be running. Uh, what do you guys think about this idea? Um, mm. That's gonna be tough. I I, I, yeah. I don't even know how to complete one of these. Uh, so mm. we're gonna have to have a boots camp just for it. <laughs> maybe. Mm. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe we can wait until the tournament's a little closer because i think it's going to be in june so maybe we don't do a hybrid just yet maybe we give people a chance to kind of learn the skills necessary to be able to complete one of those um so what should we do instead do you guys have any ideas it's a good question i mean i kind of hate repeating seats but it's still qualifier season kind of 
I wouldn't be it opposed really to is. doing another one of those. It, I, I'm I'm not a big fan of doing the same thing over and over, so uh, we'll do it anyway. Because uh, you know, a lot of people are doing pickup races with the tournament mode, and if some people can't <clears throat> get you know into these pickup races because of their scheduling or whatever, but they have time for the BWS, then uh, you know, obviously it's a it's a good learning tool and a good comparison tool. So so yeah, let's let's do another one. We'll do another tourney preset, and we'll let everybody throw down in that hard item pool. Yeah. I think this might be the first time that we've done a repeat. So like in that way, it's kind of unique, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we Works can, we me. can, we can go with that. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, without any further ado, uh, let's go ahead and get to our interview that we had with Malmo. She was the admin of the overworld glitches mentor tournament. Uh, and you will learn a lot more about her and that tournament as we get into our interview. So, Let's lift up the rock and let's go. Up next on the Go Mode podcast, we are pleased to welcome the admin of the Overworld Glitches Mentor Tournament, Malmo. Malmo, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. How's it going? Going pretty good. Uh, so let's talk about you first to start. We uh, Anytime we have a guest on, we like to kind of get into their history and what they love about ALTTPR. So let's start with the history. How did you get into playing A Link to the Past Randomizer? All right. Well, this is going to show my age a little bit. But back in 2016, I tuned into a charity stream that was playing A Link to the Past Randomizer. Back in 2016 is a very early version of the game. And they played it for like five minutes and then somebody voted to change the game. So I said, screw this. I want to watch the rest of this. So I went onto YouTube and found a playthrough by a group called Turn-Based Comedy. And I watched that and that was it. I played one seed and didn't touch it again for two years. And this was in 2016. Yeah, this was back in the day when you had to like download the randomizer itself and then generate seeds locally. Kind of like what you do Mm. with Dorando now. Yeah. Wow, that is early. That that that's one of the earliest start dates I think that that sounds, we've heard on the show. That sounds that's like the real yeah, early, yeah. Is it like the Deserect days? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um holy yeah. moly. That that's that's a first tier. But I didn't really get into it until like 2018. Um I tuned into the spring tournament, that really long one with the 512 Swiss. <laughs> and the big Swiss. mistake. The big mistake as we <laughs> I liked it last yeah. So that's when you kind of got back into it. Yeah, and then I cool. didn't really start playing myself until the next year when I started watching Koi a lot, um, who, if you don't know, he has a kind of beginner-friendly video series and also has a stream where he's just kind of fosters a really good community. So I got my start there and didn't get into really anything beyond normal seeds until much later. Yeah. So uh, you've been in the, you were been aware of this game for a very long time and in the community for for also a very long time. What is it nowadays that you love most about a link to the past randomizer? Well, so first of all, you know, like a lot of you, I played this game as a kid. I had a Super Nintendo with like six games on it, and I played those six games for my entire childhood. One of them was a link to the past. So there was already that appeal, of course. And then the randomizer is just such a well-made game. And has such a robust community around it that I was drawn to that. I'm always drawn to strong communities and kind of dive full full on into pretty much anything that I get into. Yeah. 
That's I, I have a similar sort of uh, personality quirk where I can't just be a little bit into something. I have to, like, make a podcast about it. So I can definitely relate. <laughs> um, Melmo, I wanted to ask you about you. You clearly have a love of all things uh, space and especially like xenobiology, like alien life forms and flora and fauna um, in a lot of the art that you've done and the sprite that you've created that, you know, these sort of things kind of come out. So I wanted to ask you about that, you know, where, where that love of xenobiology comes from. Oh man, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. So <laughs> that's what sometimes I starting, that's why I highlighted that. <laughs> sometimes starting in like, I, I want to say when I was like five, I was really into bugs and I wanted to be an entomologist when I grew up. Uh, I never really followed that dream, but I kind of incorporated it into my hobbies. So when I was in college, I used to take a lot of biology classes as part of my major. And while I was learning things, I would be like, wouldn't it be cool if there was an alien that did this? So I would sketch aliens and be like, okay, this is an alien that lays eggs and other creatures and just like insects do. And I started building like a whole planet around it and it became a very big project that I'm still working on to this day. But that's a whole nother story. I've actually taken quite a break from it this year because it's hard to get into art during a pandemic when I'm just kind of at home all day. But it's something that, again, I have leaned into heavily. Yeah, I love it. I find I find it to be very fascinating. And we will definitely put a link in the description to um, some of Malmo's art, uh, specifically even some ALTTPR art and writings, things like that. Um, we'll, we'll, I guess, probably get into more of that a little bit. Um, near, near the end of our conversation. Um, for now, I guess uh, let's go ahead and pivot to, I know one of the things that you uh, wanted to talk about uh, with your time here on our show was the Overworld Glitches Mentor Tournament and kind of how it got started, the progression of it, and um, you know all the way up through the end of it, just kind of impressions and thoughts in general. So let's start back at the very beginning. Tell us about the origins of the Overworld Glitches Mentor Tournament. All right, so this one also goes back farther than you might expect. If you go into Discord Glitch Channel, you can see conversations about a possible mentor tournament going as far back as 2019. I believe uh, HXC Jetters and Synac were involved in those discussions, and they said things like, oh, what if we had something like the GoMode Podcast Mentor Tournament before overall glitches? And... They didn't actually do that, but what they did do was they had a tournament for overall glitches and then kind of set up another Discord for the tournament and had people make guides and try and get new people into overall glitches as much as possible. Um, so it was kind of like a proto boot camp, but it wasn't a full-on mentor tournament where the racers had somebody guiding them the whole time. And then in 2020... Um, this is kind of when I entered the scene, the overall glitches scene. Um, once again, I, I brought up the possibility of a mentor tournament in the main rando discord. And some of those same people weighed in and said, yeah, we should totally do this. I would totally join this. And it kind of fell asleep there. But then Go Mode Podcast itself started doing things on their own independently, starting with a, an episode about overall glitches featuring Checks Human. And I was really excited about that. And I was like, oh, this is going to get so many people into the mode. We should have a weekly race. We should have an exhibition race and kind of show people what you can do. Because there was the bi-weekly seed and a lot of people tried it. But the bi-weekly seed 
didn't really require that many glitches, and I kind of wanted people to see the full potential of the mode. So we started with the episode, and then we did the the exhibition race. And the exhibition race uh, went really well. It was a lot of fun. Got to show off a lot of cool glitches. It was me and Spleeby. So Spleeby was a much more experienced runner than me, but I had learned a lot by then, too, and got to show off some things. And then afterward, we started doing the weekly race, which kind of stemmed from just me, Spleeby, and Chex doing races. And after one of those weekly races, a bunch of people got into Discord and started talking again about what if we had a mentor tournament? And that's when Tim approached me. Yeah, that was when I remember. Uh, so specifically putting on that exhibition race, um, we've been wanting to you know, get the bi-weekly seed restreams going again for quite a while. Um, we kind of got them started up, then they sort of fell by the wayside. And now, as you heard bef- earlier in the episode, we're, we're bringing them back again in a big way. But um, that one in particular, I knew I really wanted, kind of like you said, even though I'm not into the OWG scene, I felt like this was a really great opportunity to get more people exposed to it and involved in it. And I kind of stepped in and I don't normally do this, but like I reached out to individuals to be like, hey, can you track this day, this time? Can you race? You know, I approached you and Spleeby um, because I saw on race time that you both had a history of racing this mode on a regular basis. I was like, well, I want people who kind of know what they're doing. I want the commentators to explain what's going on. I want this to be, you know, very newbie friendly. And um, that was really exciting. It was a really fun race. And then the chatter in our Discord after that was what I think really it, it was it was being talked about a lot more tangibly. Like this really could be a thing. And I consulted with, uh, you know, um, Dante and Herf and was like, hey, I think we could I think this thing could pretty much it's got enough potential energy to, to happen and it kind of just needs a little bit of infrastructure help. And I think we can, we can provide that. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of just, from my point of view, to be honest, since I wasn't very involved with it all, it kind of just happened. You know, uh, you seem to have most of the stuff figured out where stuff needs to go, where we need to go. Uh, I guess the mentor tournament framework in general was kind of figured out already by the two mentor tournaments that we had done. And uh, you kind of took care of the whole uh, OWG stuff that was necessary, I want to say, as far as adminning the tournament and everything. So Yeah, uh, one of the biggest things I think was really good was the boots camp. And I mean, we we talked mm -hmm. about it on the podcast. The name the naming scheme was pretty great. Uh, Chef's kiss. Incredible. uh, What a good name. All right, yeah, it was good. I don't know if it was that good, Tim, but uh, <laughs> no. Um, I feel the way I feel. I'm so sorry. You know, you're fine. I'm messing with you. So the like, I, I don't know. Like we we didn't really have anything like that with the other mentor tournaments, but with this, this is like the way to me. Uh, you know, with me being one of the runners and learning clips on the fly sometimes, or having you know a mentor teach me, uh, you know, the lineup so to speak. This is like. If you're doing the regular mentor tournament, that's like high school, you know, and then you've got to like study the syllabus for the overworld glitches thing like college. It's it's almost like a whole different beast. And I know we called it Rando 201, you know, at one point, yeah. but I think it's even harder than that in a way uh, to, you know, to try and learn things on the fly just because of how precise things are and the, you know, the detriment behind them. So like, you know, the idea of throwing together uh you know a pre pre week or the the pre uh the week before that that's the word i'm looking for but you know mm. the the whole spiel of that was super good 
Um, I do also want to, since you mentioned uh, the the episode with checks, uh, I have a DM here. I'm 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 violating law and talking about DMs here, but wow, I have a DM to temp on November the twelfth, twenty nineteen, before I was a host that says, "Thought, have you ever considered reaching out?" to certain people about overworld uh, an overworld glitches episode because I just started learning them and I think they have some value just an idea and it, it took what a while but we finally did it so <laughs> it was I mean, always on the list we you did know? it in yeah. a big way so you know not every topic yeah. that gets suggested to us gets its own mentor tournament <laughs> yeah oh I think the timing couldn't have been better because of um there was kind of a already resurgence of glitch players coming from a few different places, um, one of them being Multiworld. So Multiworld was picking up in popularity at the beginning of 2020, partly because of the p- pandemic. I think people were kind of cooped in and needed that social itch scratched. Um, but also, of course, there was a lot of development behind it, making it very playable for pretty much anyone who wants to jump in. But one thing that happens a lot in Multiworld is... You get in what they call BK mode, which is when you're so stuck by somebody else having your item that you might as well go to Burger King instead of just waiting around. But some people don't want to do that, and instead they'll get approached by another player saying, hey, do you want to learn a glitch? This glitch can get you out of BK mode. So there are a lot of people learning glitches that way, too. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting how that can be kind of the catalyst for that. The way that people say that, like... I don't know if you've ever heard someone say, like, a comedian is a comedian's comedian. Like, regular people don't necessarily find them that funny, but comedians think they're hilarious. I think, like, OWG is, like, the rando player's rando. You know, like, it's kind of the extra level above where you're really kind of on that that extra level. And I think a mentor tournament is perfect for that because you have so many people that already speak the basic language of rando. They just need a little bit of help with these, you know, complicated clips and setups that they've never really had a reason to try before and that multi-world you know bk mode it's it's it was basically like mini mentorship on these glitches happening right there you know in in little snippets and then we just kind of built a tournament around that yeah people would actually even they would uh, step out into another discord channel just to learn the glitch and then they would drop back into the multi-world channel and use (laughs) the glitch so awesome. it went as far as basically a mentor tournament, but only for one glitch at a time. That's awesome. So we had some kinks to work out with, uh, you know, getting a mentor tournament put together. When I sent that DM to you, um, you know, proposing this idea to you, asking if it was something you were even interested in, what was your initial reaction? I was giddy. I couldn't, I couldn't have been happier. It was what I had already wanted. I'd already asked for it in the main discord, but I had never played in a tournament before, let alone run one. So I was kind of just waiting for somebody else to do it. And then when you approached me, I was thinking, you know, with the right people, I can do this. I just need somebody on the team who has run a tournament before. So that's kind of where I suggested Michael Kay, who had run a previous Overall Glitches tournaments, and um, we later brought an Espeon as well for the same reason. Um, mm-hmm. He's very good at teaching people glitches, so he kind of became sort of the lead mentor, the professpeon, if you will. And then we had Orange, who was one of the people in the GoMod podcast chat suggesting the tournament and having a lot of really good ideas himself. Yeah, I really liked, I liked having all those folks around, but Orange in particular I felt like was really... 
when you're adminning a tournament, you need people that are willing to just get in there and like weigh in on mundane stuff and like, you know, update this spreadsheet and reach out to that person. And like Orange was really reliable in doing doing that kind of stuff. So I really appreciated having them on. Yeah, there's a lot of um, people doing things I didn't want to do. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, like people making the Excel spreadsheets and the formulas and stuff. That's something I hadn't done in a few years. So having somebody who could do that was really good. Having somebody who could like DM people when necessary when I'm at work, for example, is also really helpful. And then having people who have done tournament running before so they can weigh in on things like bracket seeding, which I have no idea how that works. I still don't really know how it works. <laughs> yeah, that was a direct uh, example of some a lesson that we learned in the mentor tournament that I was more than happy to uh, pass on, you know, for this kind of side mentor tournament to make sure that we had that figured out. Because one of the things we learned is when you have a Swiss, uh, eventually, you know, you're going to have a lot of people with tied records that are wondering what bracket they're going into or how they're going to be seated going into brackets. And, you know, we were able to see that way ahead of time because we had run into that problem in in the past. Um, so yeah, definitely happy to provide, you know, help people with that so that they don't run into the same pitfalls that we did. Um, Dante as a participant. So just to give a brief history of Dante's participation, <laughs> sort of funny, just a quick recap. So we initially announced this tournament and Dante was like, Oh man, that's cool. I'm really looking forward to it. And I was like, Hmm, yeah, okay. We'll see about that. And then I came out the next episode and I was like, I'm sorry, Dante, you're too good. It just doesn't feel right. And then I and cried. He was super cool about it. He, no, well, I I'm sorry if you did. I cried myself <laughs> On the show, he was cool. <laughs> uh, he and, and then... <laughs> And then we had we opened up the uh, you know the registration and we had essentially like fifteen people register. We just really needed one more, and it was like, well, number one, we just really need one more person. So I'm more willing to kind of go go back on what I said. But also, we had a lot of other really skilled people signed up, so I didn't feel like Dante was going to you know be super outclassed, which is kind of what I was afraid of. Um, so with that sort of history in mind, Dante, after finally participating and then eventually winning the Overworld Glitches Mentor Tournament, how, how did you feel? What what are your kind of like final thoughts now that it's over? Uh, I mean, it kind well, of just shows us that we should have kept him out now that he won it, right? <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Well, there is that interpretation I if mean, you wanted. If you wanted it. What were my feelings? Uh, <laughs> honestly, a lot of guilt in a way. Um, <laughs> Not saying okay, so that that sounds really cocky, and I don't, you know, I gotta make sure I, you know, uh, disclaim all this. It's like I didn't looking at the field. I had no, I, I didn't think that like, oh, I'm gonna win this. You know, it wasn't any. I, yeah. That was not the mental attitude at all. It was just like, I kind of hope I don't win this because I'm gonna feel bad. Like especially after Temp was like, you can't be in it because you're too good, and then, then he let me in it and. The, the admins let me in it and then I want it and I'm like well cool like it's like it, it's a weird scenario was I, I didn't want to I'm not going down that rabbit hole it just makes me sound like a huge butthole and I, I, I either way like there was there was some guilt with it because it was like I, I feel weird as a host being in the tournament also you know going far and then you know and winning it but uh, that aside I mean I learned a whole lot I, I knew some glitches from the RMG speedrun uh, and, you know, learning stuff like Malmo was saying people do on the fly via multi-world, but I, uh, I, I, there was a lot of things that I didn't know that were super beneficial to routing. 
you know, such as like clipping down the right side of Death Mountain to get to the witch. Like that's, you know, something I had never done. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know a specific way to get to Graveyard Ledge without having to look at three pictures and try a hundred times to only get it one time, not knowing what I was doing wrong until orange taught me like the first time we got in a voice call and you know, he showed me that Malmo showed me a ton of clips, like how to get from, you know, the, the digging game area up to village of outcast. Cause you know, when that happened, I was like, Oh, I'll just save and quit and go. And she's like, no, you can totally do this way. And it's a lot faster, which it is. Cause you're just already right there. So, you know, that's that's one of the things it's like you can complete a seed with very minimal glitch knowledge. Usually the the problem is being able to do it effectively. And then again, like at the same time, all of our all of our tournament matches in the brackets, at least all of mine had a sphere one moon pearl. And then then it's just a crapshoot as to who finds Mm. go mode first, I feel like. So um, I, I was really hoping we'd get some stuff like we had in some previous months asyncs where like the moon pearls really really late and you had to do a whole lot of shenanigans to get to it but we never i i never saw any tournament matches actually turn up that way uh maybe maybe one of y'all did i'm not sure but i didn't (laughs) well i just want to weigh in real quick and say that i you did us a favor by joining the tournament and i do not regret admitting you at all i don't feel weird about the fact that you won I, I, so I, I don't want you to think there's any like weird, weird feelings like that. If anything, I think it's kind of funny and you absolutely earned the W and we were happy to have you participate. I mean, I was everything ha- was on the up and up. Everyone oh, yeah. can watch the VODs if they don't believe us. I, I was, wait, people don't believe us. I just figured everybody hated <laughs> me. Uh, but <laughs> not that, not that it was like shenanigans, just everybody hated me, but, um, that, that's a joke by the way. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it was super beneficial. I learned a lot and, um, you know, I learned the the biggest thing I learned was I understand why uh, a lot of the community initially, <clears throat> I'm not going to say initially, but why there was, you know, a couple of overworld glitch tournaments and then they kind of died off just because of the, the volatility of the mode uh, a lot of times can be a deterrent. And I don't really think it should be, but, you know, obviously when, you know, you route in 50 more checks than somebody else because you went down a rabbit hole and you lose by five minutes you know, potentially you did outplay somebody, but that's kind of what we do here. It's rando, right? Like we're here for the randomization. We're here for that possibility. Temp always talks about on any given day or any given Sunday, not just specifically Sunday. Um, you know, only on Sundays. Yeah. Somebody can, you know, somebody can win. And that's, that's why we play rando. Like if, if we wanted it to be pure execution, that's, that's where the speed run stuff comes in. But, uh, but yeah, like it's, it's been super fun. I, I had a great time doing it. And, uh, I would do it again if there was a non-mentored one where, like, you know, you know, people like Chex and Malmo, you know, the mentors, all of them where they were in it. Like, if they, I, I'd, I'd love to see where I stacked up and how, you know, bad I lose. So, <laughs> mm. nice. Can always join the <laughs> weekly race. It's always at ten thirty in the middle of the night, and I'm so old. Like, it, I stayed up to do a cross keys uh, on a Friday night at 10 p.m. and I literally thought I was gonna die at the hour and a half mark. I was like, I need to go to bed, but uh, you know, live and learn. I'm just too old. Yeah, and there's uh, also the async series. If you guys don't know, there's a um, every month I put out a Google Doc with asyncs. There are ten seeds of various glitch modes that you can play and compare your times to others. It's a really great way to kind of try the different modes. 
beyond just overall glitches and also see where you compare to other people. Yeah, asyncs are really so, good for that. Asyncs are great uh, for new new parents. Uh, I love an async. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Mamo, I wanted to check in on something because it's always uh, a topic of conversation when we discuss our own, you know, regular quote unquote mentor tournaments. Uh, but finding mentors and staffing these races and and coming up with restream crews and things like that—it's a lot of work to get people involved and volunteering. Did you find that you had a difficult time with that? Uh, speak about kind of your experiences with corralling people around. Yeah, there were definitely a couple moments that felt kind of precarious, I want to say. We had one runner go unmentored because we couldn't find a mentor on time. And then we had another runner go unmentored because they just said, oh, I'm going to race unmentored this time. And it ended up being okay. But I think both of them won those races. Those are the only times when we actually had somebody go unmentored. We had another moment where it looked like it was going to happen again, and I had actually asked one of the tournament runners to mentor just so we could have one, Mm -hmm. and somebody stepped in at the last minute to mentor them. So that was really nice that we got that. And then as far as restreams go, I think with such a small crew, I think we had like three or four restreamers total, and it was something that they, you know, they're either there for or not. Um, having the option to vodcast really came in handy because that really helped us work around other people's schedules, especially when you have racers who are in different time zones. We have, you know, somebody in Germany playing against somebody in Japan and the mentors are in California and Florida. Um, that makes things happen at weird times and finding somebody to restream the race at for what me was 1 a.m., uh, was not going to happen. So having the option to vodcast, very good. I would highly recommend this if you're running a tournament yourself, especially a smaller one. Don't give up if you can't find restreams. Find other ways. Um, it can happen. Yeah. Vodcasts are great. They they might as well be the original race. You know, as long as you get to them before you happen to see the result of it, it might as well be new to you. They're yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah, and I know in the past uh, it was one very niche scenario but i believe the fall 2018 main tournament had a match just because of time zones and things going on that had that happen they did a vodcast and honestly i didn't even know it was a vodcast until um you know until like it was like announced afterwards that it was you know there was no interviews because of this scenario that it was worked out with the admin so it was like super cool you know, it, it's cool when you're like watching it and you don't know, you know, but if you do know, hmm. then it's, uh, you know, obviously very different. Yeah. Uh, I was once in the unique, unique position of, uh, watching my own vodcast. Like I had already <laughs> raced it and like watching it, knowing exactly what I was going to do and then seeing my opponent do it and then hearing commentators talk about it. That's a learning experience right there. That's, that's very fun. Yeah. I, it, it makes me feel dirty. Like when we did the vodcasts. Uh, mm. I mean, uh, like of me, because I would I would be able to watch a couple of them, and then being in chat while your race is on, just it, it really doesn't feel right. Even though the race has already <laughs> happened, the results are yeah. already finalized. Like it just, it it has a weird like taboo feel. Am I allowed to, to it. be here? Yeah, yeah it's like totally. can I talk? <laughs> yeah, it's almost well, like okay. voyeuristic. And then you got to hear yeah. me and Espion dunking on you the whole time. That's got to feel was, good too. <laughs> It was great. I think the best part about that particular one where you guys were dunking on me 
was Espion was like, this is a terrible play or something along those lines as far as like the routing. And it was because I didn't know a clip and then it ended up paying off anyway. And I was like, well, this works. <laughs> so, so Malmo, what would you say was the hardest thing about being an admin? Was it, you know, trying to work with volunteers or was there something else that you found to be challenging? Yeah, I did actually find the um, the moments where it looked like something might not happen. Yeah. Um, when you have trouble finding a mentor or you have trouble working around time zones. And anytime something was kind of out of my control where I couldn't fill in myself as a role, uh, and I just had to kind of hope that it worked out or hope that somebody else would step in, that was hard. Yeah. Especially since we, we really did not have a very deep pool of uh, restreamers, like you mentioned, and also mentors in the group stages because we were dealing with overworld glitches. Um, you know, there's only so many people that are kind of qualified enough to be able to guide someone through a seed. And actually something that you did that we could maybe talk about a little bit here is you kind of had like a refresher courses available to kind of get mentors up to speed so that they would feel comfortable being able to guide people through one of these seeds. What was it like kind of putting that process together? Um, we had, so we kind of incorporated this into Boots Camp, and a lot of times the mentors would join as teachers, and then people would leave, and then it would just be a bunch of mentors together practicing things. And we would teach each other different clips that we knew. We even had some clips discovered during the mentor tournament. I think at some point, somebody discovered that when you DMD off of the mountain to Graveyard Ledge, if you transition north, it corrects your camera for Houlihan, allowing you to drop into the back of escape. And we hadn't known that before. And we also had a, somebody from the multi-world community teach us a version of bootsless graveyard ledge, not bootsless, um, sword, swordless graveyard ledge where you're not using spin speed. And prior to that, people had been using a very difficult teleport. And we learned this much easier method from this person who apparently just discovered this on his own during a multi-world. So having that kind of dialogue between experienced glitch runners who didn't necessarily play together before was very beneficial to the glitch community as a whole. You mentioned, I think in one of our like admin channels one time, I was, I just kind of checked in after the tournament was, was rolling to be like, Hey, everything good. You know, is, is everybody having fun? Do you guys need anything? Um, and you, you said something like, yeah, you know, it's been awesome just hanging out in these voice chats. It's, it's like hanging out in a skate park after school. I think it was something It's kind of to the effect of what you said. Um, can you kind of elaborate on that? I think I sort of know what you mean, but I would love to kind of hear your, um, you know, uh, deeper thoughts on that. Yeah, it was sort of kind of, you would start out learning something formally, like somebody would say, Hey, I need to learn this clip. I need to learn how to do graveyard ledge without the sword. And then we would do that, and then afterward, we would just start doing clips and chatting. And sometimes we would even practice NMG strats. You know, somebody was teaching me, you know, the quick armost nights, for example, and then I would just practice that. And the sort of relaxed, unstructured atmosphere of just kind of doing these little tricks that feel like skateboard tricks Yeah. without really any direction. Uh, that's kind of, I want to say that's the atmosphere that I got from that. Yeah. Uh, Herford Dante, have you guys ever been in like a, you know, voice chat, everyone kind of trying things out like that situation, like what Malmo's talking about? Um, kind of, maybe. Not really, to be honest. Maybe during an overworld, uh, during a multi-world, I suppose, is the closest I've come, I would say. 
because as mama was saying earlier you know at one at some point during the multi-world a few people depending on how many you're playing with are going to be bk mode and just sitting around doing nothing and they'll inevitably start overworld glitching somewhere doing something just so they have something to do so it's a little bit like that you know because then someone else is like hey so what can i do now and someone you know another person will be like well you could dmd and they're gonna be like all right i have no idea how to do that so they're kind of <laughs> trying to teach it on the fly over voice chat while they're playing their own seed and it's all kinds of crazy so i kind of get it where you're coming from with that but it's probably still not exactly the same because you know people didn't get together for the purpose of learning something specific they just happened to hang out yeah it yeah. strikes me as kind of the best way to learn it kind of is especially if you kind of figure it out on your own uh you know to an extent with like minimal guidance you know if someone tells you exactly what to do uh it it, it doesn't stick as well until you put the practice in yourself it you know, that, that, that applies to the normal mentor tournament. That applies to the, you know, the overworld glitches mentor tournament. Um, I mean, I, I know in my experience, like, if I hit BK mode and there's clips I don't know, uh, I'll try to learn them if I can, you know, if, if that's the way we're playing. And then the other thing would be, like, in the same scenario, I'll also do random, like, okay, well, I know this works here. What happens if I do it here? And then I'll just kind of see what happens and... Uh, if you do that, the safest thing to do is make sure you've saved and quit recently because, uh, you know, hard locks are fun. Um, <laughs> and yeah. th they happen a good bit sometimes if you're if you're not careful. But, uh, yeah, like just learning stuff like that. I, I think when you discover something, even if it's already known, but it, it was like a light bulb moment for yourself, that's definitely when, you know, it really sticks with you. Yeah. So it seems like we sort of have three different kinds of people like on this podcast right now. So we have folks like Herf and myself who appreciate OWG and are aware of it and maybe have tested out a little bit, but mostly when we play, we'll stick to uh, no, no major glitches required uh, kind of logic seeds. Then we have folks like Dancy who seems to be able to kind of shift between the two and will play just about any mode. And Malmo, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you're pretty much exclusively kind of in glitched you know owg kind of mode play when it comes to alttpr uh would you say that's that's a fair assessment uh, it is now i mean when i started rando i did play i played a little cross keys but that's quite a time investment so i didn't have the time to do that many seeds so i mostly just played very tame variations of seven seven open but once i got into glitches uh that was like a whole shift in how i see the game and Going back to no glitches is very difficult. A lot of the people in this tournament have expressed similar things, saying it's really hard to go back to not being able to take advantage of the terrain in the game. Now that you know it can be done, purposely ignoring it is very hard. Like, you know, you can just walk there. Why do I need the book to get <laughs> yeah. to desert? Like, just, just getting out of that mindset of I can do anything is very difficult. But also it's... It's fun in its own way, and I think I have the personality for it of just liking to tinker this. I like to tinker with this game a lot. When I was a kid, I used to literally have dreams about walking in the clouds on Death Mountain because I always wondered, like, are we supposed to be able to jump down there? You know, is there a secret? Because at the time, you know, you didn't have the internet. You just, 
You'd have your babysitter yeah. show you a secret you can get in a game, and it made you wonder what else is in the game that you could do. I remember trying to mirror in really silly locations. Like, I would mirror on top of the ruins in Village of Outcasts, hoping it would lead me inside the house. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, I, I get what you mean about, like, wondering, you know, when you see something rendered in a game, like, you, especially something as inviting as those clouds, you want to be in it. But that is so cool to hear that, like, you wanted to do it as a kid and then grew up and did it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Even something as silly, you know, is, is just, like, kind of a glitch in a game. But, like, it's it's pretty cool. And there's something about, about finding out that those clouds actually can be walked on and that they're made of water, and that's cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is that is cool. Just like real clouds. Dante, what do, you, what do you make of this as someone, like I said, who clearly has no issues going from a very regular kind of seed to something really crazy. What, how does it feel to like switch back and forth for you? I mean, switching back and forth is not that big a deal. Uh, you get to start with boots. Uh, what's there to not like in overworld glitches, <laughs> right? Um, I, I don't know. It just, de- yeah. it depends on the mindset, you know, the type of, the type of race. It's kind of like, you know, any, any project I take on in life, um, work or you know hobbies whatever it's like okay what are the rules like what can i do you know like i want to push them but at the same you know just to get the most out of it but uh if there's specific guidelines or things that criteria i have to fall within then it's like all right that's what i got to do this time so depending on what seed i'm playing if it's a open seven seven it's like all right we're gonna walk around till we find boots and we're gonna run around after that and that's all we're gonna do we're not gonna get to do fun little things like, you know, instead of picking up the rock to walk down to Swamp Palace from uh, Stumpy, where we can't jump through it, you know, and and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, it, the transition just doesn't. It's not too bad, honestly. Um, the biggest, the hardest transition for me personally is just going back to glitches because I play more non-glitch than I do glitched overall. So getting back into it, it's kind of like cross keys in a way where there's a lot of logical and uh you know technical things you have to think of when you're playing the game that could help you and benefit you and the fact that you're not in routing as well so it's like when you're not doing something all the time it's really hard to swap back and forth so you know if you enjoy both modes play both modes every once in a while but uh you know i'm a big you know fan of playing everything uh, that the game has to offer now I mean I, at some point I guess I'll play one of these hybrid major glitches seeds that I, I know have been on the async recently and stuff like that but that that kind of makes my head spin uh, as far as like the key logic and stuff like that but you know at some point I'll get into at least one or two of those hybrid major glitches is a uh, kind of fun because you can say to somebody who plays overall glitches that you only need to learn four more clips and it seems really easy because the clips aren't actually that hard to learn. But once you've learned them, suddenly you have this whole new logic to deal with. And like you alluded to, the key logic of Swamp Palace and Meyer and Hera becomes very convoluted and gives you a whole new thing to chew on. It seems like it wouldn't be that different, but it really is. So as we are recording this today on Saturday the 13th, we actually just got a uh, friendly notification from Amerith uh, in our admin chat that the overall Glitches Mentor Tournament is officially concluded because the five through eight uh, four-way race 
has just finished, which was the final event on the docket. So with that, Malmo, uh, first of all, congratulations on running your first successful tournament. You made Thank it. Thank you. Um, so with that, wh- where do you where do you go from here? Let's talk about the future. Maybe we can kind of reflect on uh, how how things have gone and maybe things you would do differently if we had another tournament. Is another tournament on the horizon? I'm just going to stop talking and pass it over to you to talk a little bit about the future of things here. All right. Well, with the Glitch community as a whole getting so many energy shots this last year, um, with you know 16 new runners at the very least, and also you know whole new opportunities to race. There's a weekly race for overall glitches. There's a weekly race for hybrid major glitches. There's the Async series. I kind of want to build up on that momentum and keep it going. And one of the things that people have expressed interest in, not just now, but in the past, is doing another glitch tournament, but not overall glitches. So, because most mm. people are really interested in this shiny new mode called Hybrid Major Glitches, I have already found at least eight people interested in running a tournament with Hybrid Major Glitches. And as you know, eight people makes for a really nice bracket. So, mm. we're going to do a tournament. It's going to be... On June 20th, it's going to start as qualifiers, which we're still kind of working on, but it's probably going to be an asynchronous race qualifier just to accommodate the different time zones that we have. And mm-hmm. then it's going to proceed to brackets. If we can get to 16, that would be even better because we can do a single elimination bracket. But if not, it's going to be double elimination, eight player bracket, hybrid major glitches, best of three. And it's going to be hosted by Speed Gaming. So keep an eye on that. If you want to learn the mode, come into our Discord and just ask, and we can teach you. Perfect. Yeah, so um, uh, my question yeah. with that, uh, which Discord uh, is that going to be run out of? Is there like a specific hybrid major glitches Discord for you know for people to join? Is it part of the main Discord? Is it part of the old glitched uh, tournament Discord? Yeah, it is actually the old glitched tournament Discord. We are reviving it for this tournament. I've already done the necessary remodeling. It is currently vacant, except for the admins, but we welcome anybody who wants to join. Um, There's already channels open for people who want to learn how to play. You could also just join the GoMode podcast Discord and ask the people who are already here if you just want to learn the mode and then join the tournament Discord later. Perfect. Nice. Yeah, I just realized I'm, I'm still in this one. Apparently, I joined it at some point and just kind of tucked it away into a Discord folder for for servers. I want to give the group here a final opportunity. If anyone has any thoughts on the OWGMT that we just had or OWG in general or questions for Malmo or anything like that, this is sort of the final opportunity to address those. Well, uh, the fact that you're running another tournament uh, kind of answers the big question that I had, and this is uh, something I shared with the admins of the uh, first, or well, I guess the second, the the, the regular mentor tournament. Uh, it's it's weird calling them both mentor tournaments in a way because they, there's like an overlap. But I digress. Um, you know, I told them to. Uh, I kind of gave them some pointers of like, all right, the first couple weeks there's going to be a lot of headache, and then you know, week four and you know, five or something like that, that's when you're going to get some curveballs and you're just going to hate life. Uh, And then, you know, after that, it's kind of smooth sailing. But I'm assuming, uh, since you're running another one, that you're you're not put off by, you know, the struggles, the hurdles, that kind of the unknown things that pop up in front of you. Um, 
with running a tournament. And, you know, obviously we, we had a little team with you as well uh, that you had brought in. And uh, I assume you're going to have a team for the other one as well. So um, I do want to say good luck, but uh, also don't don't get burned out running tournaments because it could be <laughs> super, super stressful, um, as, as I assume you've probably already noticed. Well, I mean, I'm pretty lucky. This tournament went out really well. Like everybody who played in it has said that they were happy with how it went. Most of the people who played are still playing glitch modes, which was the whole point of this tournament. Um, That's a success Mm -hmm. on its own. Even if we didn't have the tournament finish, even if it was just the boots camp, we still had, we still accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. Yeah, that is true. That was sort of, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, tournaments having mission statements in the past and, you know, the mentor tournament mission statement. We have gone back to consult that many times in our adminning of that tournament. I think the mission statement for this one, I don't know if we officially made one, but I would have to think it would probably have a lot to do with uh, bolstering the numbers of the glitched community and getting more people comfortable with glitch races. And as you said, there's at least 16 more people who are a lot more comfortable with that now and would, you know, should be down to, to do a glitched race every now and then. So I think by that metric, this tournament was absolutely a success. And not only the 16 people, but just the notion that overall glitches is hard to get into and that it's this impenetrable thing. That has been proven squarely wrong. Um, pretty much everybody here came with no experience, and they learned within one week. Yeah. Awesome. So those people are going to be spreading the word of saying, hey, it's not that bad. Come join us. I do. Awesome. I do want to point out, like, I had tried learning a lot of overworld glitch stuff on my own. Um, the stuff that I had learned, this was before I had a Google Doc that had the the images and stuff like that. This was like, hey, here's a Super Scudge video that's really long, and he shows how to do things. And I, I watched that, and Scudge is super knowledgeable about this whole game. Um, I, I'm really bad at learning anything ever, so those videos really didn't help me. And I was like, man, how do people just get in the wall like that 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 was that used to be super hard for me like how do you get into the wall and then i realized when you press a you don't press a diagonal you press a cardinal direction like left or right and i was like oh suddenly the game's easy uh and then or the you know the glitching's easy but then it was like which uh you know which pixel is it to you know go up which pixel is it to go down like how do you remember which ones those are and you know, Malmo can attest from me, like mentoring me personally, that I like to do those wrong a lot. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it, I still mix them up occasionally. But uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I learned a lot with that in this. And it, it, yeah, it, it, it's not as hard as it appears. And for those of you who kind of tried this a year ago or two years ago and were put off by the style of resources that were available, um, because there are so many new people in the tournament, and so many new people just in the community as a whole, creating guides became a huge priority for me. So I started making guides for just about everything that gave me trouble personally. And there's a lot more resources available than there used to be. So consider revisiting that as well. If you want to just self-teach, you can do that. And if you are more of a picture learner rather than a video learner, there are picture guides for most of the glitches now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, similar to the mentor tournaments uh, in the past, we are definitely going to be hanging on to the general OWGMT chat that happened in our Discord uh, 
a, there was a ton of really great information shared in that uh, channel that we want to hang on to. That's, so that's going to be kind of repurposed as just a general glitch talk channel in the Go Mode Podcast Discord. Um, so that could be a good place to start if you're looking for resources, um, like Mamo was saying, uh, maps, pictures, uh, links to videos, stuff like that. There's a lot of that in pinned posts and also just if you search the history of that channel. Um, it's never been easier to get into OWG than it is right now. So do it. I agree. So we asked our subscribers this time to share some of their favorite tournament memories. Uh, we had we had a few people um, uh, you know, write in with their contributions. So the first one we had was from Jossum Sauce. They said, for the league this season, it was cool to be part of a multi-team Discord channel of almost all GMPMT alumni working together to practice and support each other. We did nightly group practices and talked through different aspects of the game as we built friendships along the way. Shout out to SEJ for bringing us all together to get better at this game we love. The more was truly merrier. So the league was pretty much like a moment generating machine, the way that, you know, it would band people together, uh, you know, on the same team. You suddenly had a lot more investment uh, in you know rooting for your teammates. And then we had the added element of the, the mentor tournament had wrapped up right before then. And so you had a lot of like people who were like, oh, hey, we were in a class together, you know, that kind of recognition across the hallway at school. Um, so I love that, you know, we were able to kind of bring that to people. Um, the, yeah, the league was was absolutely great for, for stuff like this. Um, so, yeah, I love that. I think yeah, uh, league especially is probably kind of comparable to the whole skate park thing we were talking about earlier. Where, you know, you have nightly practice with your teammates that you're just kind of getting to know and you're talking about whatever mode is being played next or maybe what's being played right now. And it's just, you know, just hanging out and playing together. Yeah. It's like uh, meeting up at the in the gym, you know, <laughs> at night when you have to, like, turn the lights on. You're the only three people in there <laughs> shooting hoops. Yeah. I've so. never been to a gym in my life, so I have no idea what you're <laughs> oh, talking about. You went, you went with the shooting hoops analogy. I thought I was like, yeah, I know what it's like to walk in the gym and the lights come on and then you just, like, you know, lift weights. But you went with the, the basketball. I actually had to restrain myself to not use volleyball because of all the haiku I've been watching. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's a lot of those scenes in that in that anime as you can probably imagine. A lot of after, you know, after hours practice late into the night. Oh yeah, um, I'm sure. So yeah. after after Jossum, we did have Lumaga um, and his comment here was uh, having seen ran and commentated a tie race. I have to say that any tie is an absolute blast to see and I have to agree with that. Um, unless you're the admin and then ties suck because then, <laughs> you know, you have to go through a bunch of logistics and, you know, yeah. we had that with, we had that with the league this season. We talked about it a little bit in week seven with the Enemizer co-op and, um, it was really exciting to watch. And then after my initial, like, holy crap, that just happened. I was like, oh crap, now I got to do something with this. Um, so, you know, we had to discuss how, like the official time we had to go back and retime things. Uh, it's it's super crazy to be a part of in in any way, uh, hype close matches like that, um, obviously are, you know, big yeah uh, uh, big yeah. like memorable for, for chat yeah they, they stick out yeah they absolutely Mal do uh, Malmo I know that you we you know as an admin team compiled uh, the results of all the races. Uh, finishing times and whatnot, which we had to do for seeding. Do you remember what the closest race was? 
I was um, the final Swiss match between Krellball and Schultzer. And that was really fun to watch because they took completely different routes and converged on Ganon and finished within 19 seconds of each other. And it oh, came wow. down to, were Krellball's silver arrows enough to make up the difference? That's yeah. fun. That yeah. was that was really fun to watch. That's the great thing about ties, is it makes you have to go back with a fine-tooth comb and look at every single decision either one of them made. You know, it's also excruciating, you know, but like any single one of those you point to and be like, oh, well, if they had just done this a little differently, they would have won or they would have lost, you know? It's super fun to to watch and, and Dante, like you were saying, like to chat about, like to just like converse about. Yeah, nothing uh, puts yeah. your mistakes under a microscope, like nearly tying with somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. any anytime as a runner you 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 finish within I'd say thirty seconds, maybe maybe knock that down to twenty or less. Um that's when you really do you get out your own personal microscope and think you know, I, I feel like the healthy thing to, is to say, you know, what could I have done different? You know, a lot of times it's like, you know, well, oh, what did you skip? Or, you know, what did you not do? Mm, yeah. uh, and that's, I feel like it's a bad attitude to have with it. A lot of times it's like, is there anything I could have done differently? Did I play something too safe? Did I make an execution blunder? You know, stuff like that. Uh, that that's how I like to look at, you know, those really close races. That's very astute. I, I really like that. The two reactions, you know, what could I have done differently versus what did you do differently? Like, what, which one's the healthier one to ask yourself at the end of the day? Yeah, yeah and which one will you realistically ask yourself after you're salty after a close loss? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah. the one. But Absolutely. Um, last but not least, we had uh, R.D. Walsh write in, and they said... Favorite seems like the wrong word here, but I don't think there's a moment seared into my brain deeper than the end of Christos Owen and Keong's Game 2 in the Spring 18 quarterfinals. Uh, he also submitted uh, a secondary choice in case someone had already picked that, and I don't think we're really strapped for time, so I'm absolutely humoring him by reading that as well. And he uh, continues to say, if I'm not the first person to submit that, please accept as my replacement the end of the Zelga Descent gem race from fall 2019. Game two of their series, I think, I know it was the series decider. A close race wherein both runners skipped the hookshot via different methods. I do have to say, uh, the Christos Owen versus Keon game, I like vaguely remember them playing against each other in spring 2018. That's about all I remember from that. Uh, by um, the names of the runners, it sounds like it was probably a pretty exciting match. Well, I can tell you what that match was, actually, because it's Go pretty famous. It. Uh, this is the one where Keong walked off of the bridge to the Triforce Room and lost the tournament. Oh, oh no. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, okay, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, in terms of being close to a race, we have a unit of measurement for that. It's called a Ganon Fall. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, he's probably about two Ganon Falls behind as he's going through Ganon's <laughs> Tower. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, kind of, I guess. Not yeah. really. I mean, it's kind of mean, but uh, that's how I think about it. It's like, okay, well, pretty much that's the only thing Twitch that's going to even this out. about it, yeah. Yeah. That's if the a only Ganon thing that's going to happen. Ganon fall. And it was in the middle of phase three instead of phase four. Did it even happen? <laughs> <laughs> that's a very philosophical question, right there. Depends on how many more teleports he gave you in the next round. <laughs> that's <laughs> absolutely that's true answer. because yeah. you're on a completely different uh, different cycle there. 
me. Has it ever been less the second time? I'm I'm pretty convinced it's always way Actually, more the second time. No, nah, it's it, it's been less because there was there was a situation. I think a race I was in, it didn't decide it, but it made it a little more interesting. I I, I think I fell, um, but I was like slightly ahead, and I think I was still ahead. Either way, uh, knowing the teleports, it was like, well, this person who's coming in has got to deal with all of these. It may not have been me, and I know it's happened to multiple people, but then you know the other one gets shorter amount of teleports, and so it actually like helps them build their lead back up. It's really crazy when this happens mm. but um you know sometimes it's more sometimes it's less so it's like you know just it's a roll of the dice it's like if you were to die to aga or aga 2 you know your pattern's going to be different and your blue ball count's going to be different um chat's going to riot because they can't count it and <laughs> and then you know stuff like that but i do remember um walsh's second uh race here the zelga versus gem one because yeah. it was crazy. Jim used, obviously, the, the most notable method of hovering to get across the Moldorm 2 gap, uh, while Zelga, who is a seems to be a master at this, just used Moldorm bounce and just jumped right on across, thanks to our crazy friend on that platform and, uh, and a bomb. So um, they both... I think that race actually still ended up being fairly close, all things considered. I don't remember who won. I think it was Jim, but I could be wrong. Yeah, no, I don't uh, really remember either. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, I, well, I'll see if uh, well Tuesday Temple we'll see if he can come up with some some vods for each of these. Um, we'll try to share those so people can watch along, and uh, maybe it's better that we don't know who won. You can go watch it as if it was new. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so, what about you guys? Does anyone uh, here have any favorite tournament uh, moments that they want might want to share? So I was uh, thinking about this as we were talking about this, and my problem is I've I I'm not sure if I'm a hundred percent correct on this, but I don't think I've ever really played in a community tournament. Mm. I've admined a lot, I've commentated in a ton of them, but I've never really played in one. I've played in a main tournament, and I think I mentioned this like more than once on the podcast before, but uh, I think my favorite moment is playing against Vtorp in one of the group matches and only losing by like 30 seconds or something, yeah. making it a pretty entertaining watch uh, because I think I skipped a sword on Hobo and had to do like Master Sword Silver Scanning or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, back when you were doing tournaments regularly, like they were all community tournaments. Like <laughs> back in the they were like the size. Yeah, <laughs> back in the so, day. Yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, I think that counts. Um, for me, I'm gonna say one that uh, I know for a fact that Herf and Dante were there in person for, and it was the 2019 finals. Um, being in the room for that finals, it was Weighty Words versus Gem. Um, oh, and yeah, really okay. just kind of the whole thing. It was a very close race, but just kind of the whole thing um, was so intense, such a close race, you know, being able to see their faces and be there in person with an, an audience reacting in real time. Um, <laughs> just that has to probably to be a my Ganon favorite. Fall, by the way. That was a Ganon fall. Yeah, yeah. I'm remembering now. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of that match uh, of being in the audience was you know it's obviously quiet in the room except for the commentators and obviously Twitch chats listening to the commentators and watching the race, but I don't I don't know if you guys knew this who weren't there but there was a a piece of paper that was passed around to every person in the audience and it was like when they get to Ganon and the commentators mention 
you know, where's the big key going to be? Do not hold up numbers because then if the runners see you in their peripherals, they'll know their opponent is in GT because we've had that happen already while we're, you know, during the tournament. So yeah. it was like mm-hmm. all these disclaimers and stuff the audience is getting like via these little like pieces of paper. <laughs> it was like it's a like, whiteboard being passed yeah, around or something. It was yeah. like it, it just reminded me of like playing telephone, except you you didn't have to you know pass the message on yourself. You just actually hand the message off to someone else. <laughs> and then I got it. Telephone. With yeah. A text message. I just got it and was like, crap! I can't read. I don't know what I had to ask my wife. <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> But yeah, it was, uh, it was, I don't know, that was like one of my, that, that just stuck out to me. Obviously, the, yeah. the result and how it all ended stuck out, but um, that was a good moment. I, I'm going to take this this time while I'm running my mouth to jump in and give you my, I, I've got two uh, real quick ones that just like stick out. Um, being on commentary for, and they're both league related, but being on commentary for NEP versus uh, Jet Game 5, uh, against the Fendrana Drifters and the Titans Mitts, <clears throat> you know, being a part of that team. And I had Frostbite in the booth with me and another teammate for the opposing team and watching them. This was league season two and watching them go up Gannon's tower, basically almost in sync, you know, seconds apart. Every mistake counts at this point, um, dropping into Gannon together, basically. And, you know, the match being decided by seconds, it was the, the most heart-wrenching loss, but at the same time, it was so much fun to actually commentate that race and, you know, call it coming down to the line, like coming down to the wire like that. Um, I, I I think I said it in that race. I never had that much fun losing, uh, even mm. though, you know, I wasn't the one playing. But uh, the other the other moment, you know, back in 2018, you know, we mentioned that from from Walsh. That was when I first started getting into the community and yeah, I'm going to be that guy. I'll admit this. Uh, the only person I really kept up with besides myself, uh, because I didn't know anybody was, was Andy. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't know about the Christos Owen Kyung match. So like, that's, you know, in, like that, that's news to me now because I just didn't pay attention to it then. So being in the league this past season, you know, getting, having to play against, you know, Andy, the guy that I had been, uh, you know, watching and learning from way back and, you know, now like playing games with, you know, in like side mystery tournaments and stuff like that, having the opportunity to play against him and then winning, uh, you know, in a game four where it's a win or go home situation for us. Like it was, it was super fun. I had a great time with that. And it was, you know, to me, it was like a nice little personal, like, Hey, I did it, but it's rando. And, you know, we play this, so much it's kind of like you know Andy and I could probably play 10 times and he's probably going to beat me eight out of those 10 times but um but yeah you know it's just that that's one of those cool moments for me personally as far as like being in a tournament and I I really don't have uh, a whole lot of like the 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 smaller tournament stuff I'd been in a couple of those where it's like just a few amount of folks and I I just enjoy with those like everything's super chill like there's not Mm -hmm. It's not that there's not structure. It's just everyone's there's there's no one really trying to stir the pot with anything. And it's like no one's trying to game the system. It's just like, all right, how can we have fun with this? And then you just go have fun with it. Like those are the tournaments that like mean the most to me, I think. Yeah, and there's a lot more trust there, too. I think with smaller tournaments, that was something we kind of ran into with this last mentor tournament with 64 people. We started to realize, like, as you get bigger, you need to account for a lot more things. Whereas when you're smaller, you know, 16 or less, you can just send out more kind of casual, like, oh, hey, by the way, we're all going to do this. And it's okay that, like, you didn't 
you know, print that in triplicate and send it out three weeks prior. Like it's, it's all good, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's nice. Uh, Malmo, I'm going to give you double duty. I would love to hear if you have a favorite memory from the overworld glitches mentor tournament. And then if you have just a general favorite tourney, uh, memory, we'd love to hear that as well. All right. Well, I'll start with the mentor tournament. Um, so when you're mentoring somebody, most of the time the runner is doing most of the work and they're kind of steering themselves. But every once in a while, you get a moment where something you did as a mentor actually makes a difference. And I was mentoring Void Soul in one of the one of the Swiss rounds. And 15 minutes before the race started, we had some time to kill. So I said, do you want to learn how to do mirrorless laser bridge wrap? And he was like, sure. So 15 minutes prior to the start of the game, we learned that. And he used it in the race and won because of it. Mirror was on Laser Bridge. <laughs> nice. That's so awesome. That was, that was really awesome. Very satisfying. And then as far as other tournaments as a viewer goes, um, I have to go back to my roots in 2018 watching Spring. Uh, a lot of these come from that tournament that other people have submitted. Uh, my favorite was probably the time match between Andy and Zero Rush where they took wildly different routes. I think both of them even fairy revived fake flickered to the mm. spot where nowadays you would kern jump. Yeah. And ended up converging on Ganon and tying. I, I remember. I, I remember think I that. saw that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one that was, was super hype. Um, they went to that, game four. That was fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, I remember the commentators constantly making the joke. It's like, all right, we're playing a game four. Yes, you heard that right. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, great. All right. So I guess with that, we will go ahead and wrap it up. But we've still got a little bit left, so stick around here. Uh, real quick, our emails email at gomodepodcast.com. We're also on Twitter at gomodepodcast. And there's that Discord that we'll always have a link to in the description. These are all excellent ways to reach out to us. Um, let's take a moment to plug. Uh, real quick, let's get the host out of the way. I mean, we do this all the time. Twitch.tv slash temp underscore. You can see me play and, and also do music stuff there. My co-host Dante is at twitch.tv slash D-A-A-A-N-T-Y. And Herfy Durfy is at twitch.tv slash Herfy Durfy. Malmo, I would love to hear what your Twitch is. And also, um, once you get the plugs out of the way, I would love to talk a little bit more about this super Malmo Dark World Tumblr that you have set up. All right, so my Twitch is Super Malmo World, so it's a little bit longer. It's all one word. Uh, I do glitch. I do uh, glitch modes pretty much exclusively. So if you want to see what a glitch mode looks like and haven't played it yourself, that's a good place to start. And then, as far as this blog goes, it kind of started with 2018, or it's like 2018 fall when like V30 was released, and there were hints, and there was this big debate going in one of the games about. The probability of a big key showing up in a plain sight location. And I went home and chewed on it overnight and realized that it was identical to the Monty Hall problem. Yeah. So I did some research and made a little write-up on it. And so I realized good. I couldn't just post it to my main Discord or my main Tumblr because the people who follow me on Tumblr would have no idea what I was talking about. So I created a throwaway account. And then much later, I started posting random memes to it. And I'm like, oh, this throwaway account is actually just a random blog. So I might as well rename it. 
Um, yeah, I I love it. So the the first post that you're talking about with the Monty Hall problem, that's it, it feels very much to me like the kind of thing that like in an early episode of Go Mode we would have shared as like a puzzler or something like that. Like I, yeah. I love when Rando gives us an opportunity to have like bigger kind of like thought experiment conversations. So that was just like a such a perfect way to start this blog off. But then um there's just so much cool stuff here and, and and not to like brag on you too much, but like there's art there that's uh, like there's, you know, sketches showing different kinds of modes and like a artist representation of what they would look like. That's that's hilarious. Um, there's a uh, Robert Frost parody of you know, the, you know, two roads diverge in a wood that's about being in Lost Woods and trying to decide whether to go look at Pet or not and seeing that Ice Rod is on there and that made all the difference. It's just there's so much good stuff there. I'm going to link it in the description. I want everyone to go through and just kind of kind of look through it because there's there's a lot of really fun rando you know like like malmo said memes but also like writings and just really cool like you know uh rando content there so go check it out everybody um let's see what else uh i want to i want to do shout outs because i i think those are always fun um i don't we already did anime let's maybe i don't know if we need a theme this time maybe we'll just do like regular shout outs Uh, do you have a do you have a shout out Hmm? i already have something on my mind Okay, Malmo, go ahead, kick it off. All right, well, since I talked about speculative evolution, I kind of want to show people what that looks like. So I want to post one of my favorite recent projects that you can find on the internet. It's called Mystery Flesh Pit. And the premise is, what if Jabba Jabba's belly was a national park? (laughs) I'm intrigued. (laughs) Interesting. So the creator of it created all kinds of sort of... um, epistolary documents and pictures, things like pamphlets and stuff that you would find at this national park and official government write-ups and things like that. It's all very in-universe and it's very well fleshed out, if you will. (laughs) I don't like that turn of phrase that you just used for some reason. Um, Well, that sounds... (laughs) <laughs> that sounds disgusting and delightful, and we will definitely uh, put a link to that in the description for people to check out. Who wants to go next? I'll I'll run my mouth some more. Um, okay. I uh, I want to give a shout out. This is to a person, uh, Moogle Charm, who was super chill enough to help me not be stupid and understand that making an MSU pack is not as complicated as I was making it out to be kind of similar to like overworld glitch stuff, uh, you know, learning that. But, um, I had some hangups where like trying to figure things out and making it work, I was making it much harder than it needed to be. And, uh, you know, uh, Moogle showed me a lot of cool stuff to do, you know, as far as like the, the simplicity of it, it's just, you know, tedious, time consuming. And, um, you know, he also helped me initially throw together the Doom MSU that I, I used a lot during the tournament, and I got to put the finishing touches on it so I can release that one. But since I made, I mean, I've made a Final Fantasy X one for the HD soundtrack and the, and in addition, the original soundtrack as well. So um, I don't know how many more I'll make. Uh, it d- depends on, you know, what, if I like a game soundtrack enough and, you know, you can actually fit it into Zelda without it being ridiculous, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh it, it it I just wanted to shout shout him out for like helping me do that because it's been it's been super fun and uh, I'm assuming at some point I'll have to get with Temp because I know you know Temp dot MSU coming 2025 like I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's safe. That sounds like a safe assessment. <laughs> Somewhere around there. Herb, what about you? Uh, I'm gonna once again shout out some video games. I think because you know it kind of gives away what I do with my life all day. <laughs> but. Uh, 
I first I want to shout out Neo 2, which is currently kicking my butt on my PlayStation. It's uh it's a Souls-like game by uh the guys who made uh, the Ninja Gaiden Black game back on the Xbox, on the original Xbox, if anyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, huh? Uh, so it's very hard, but it's very fun, and it's a lot more open, and you have a lot more choices and weaponry and everything like you do, as you do in the Dark Souls game, so I'm having a lot of fun with that. And then I definitely want to shout out uh, Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury that just came mm. out yesterday. Heck yeah. And, uh, I mean, 3D World, you know, it's just a re-release of a Wii U game that people might already know, but uh, I've already 100%ed Bowser's Fury. It's about four to five hours if you want to 100%ed it, and I think it's really great. If you like 3D World and want, like, a, a big-ish open world level that kind of feels like a bigger Odyssey level, I would say, hmm. uh, I can definitely recommend it. Okay. Um, what do I want to shout out? I'm going to shout out being a dad. Oh, no, no I, I was, I expected you guys to boo me immediately, <laughs> actually. Um, I, I, yeah. But no, I'm spending a lot of time doing that, obviously. But I'm also doing a lot of the things that I have already shouted out, still watching a ton of IQ, um, you know, playing some watchdogs to some hitman. I'm, I'm doing a lot of the same things I have been doing. But uh, there is one uh, YouTube channel that I watch almost daily that I do want to shout out. Um, it's a streamer by the name of Pangea Panga. Um, you might have heard of him as uh, kind of a Kaizo Mario player. He puts out daily Mario Maker 2 content, and he's just extremely good at the game. He has a habit of getting world record on, on most levels that he plays, and he's just really good at the game and just fun to watch play. So I'm going to shout out Pangea Panga this, this week. That's a tongue twister. And with that, I, um, sorry, Danty, what did you say? Nothing. I just said that's a tongue twister, like Pangea Panga. Pangea Panga. Like, I, yeah. I would, I'd be like Pangea Chinga. I'd get it all. See, I it, messed it up. I can't do it. It and I'd, it's I'd spelled so it. weird too. Yeah, it's yeah. spelled super weird. So I'll, I'll throw a link in the description to help help everybody out. Uh, so last couple things here, I did want to say a huge thank you to Fancy Troubadour who left us a review on iTunes. First one we've got in quite a while. So my face really lit up when I went to refresh them and saw that we had a new one. Was, <laughs> Which color a very nice review. did your face light up? Like, are you, is your face an RGB LED? Like, did it, uh, was it a specific yeah. color? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like uh, somewhere between like a, a auburn yellow and like a, a beet red somewhere in there. Like kind of orange, actually. Nice. I guess sort of, yeah. Um, Some so, mood yeah, lighting. we really <laughs> We like that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, if you want to leave us a, a review on iTunes, we've got two more until it says 50, at least on in America, because I guess, you know, we do have other ones that are international that don't show up there. But two more American reviews will be at 50. That would really love to see that. So if you're someone who has listened to the show for a long time and you've never leave, you know, left that review, I would strongly urge you to consider it. And it would really help us out. Um Last thing I wanted to say, and I promise this is the last time I'll be so obnoxiously upfront about my beautiful new daughter, but uh, I was playing a ladder seed the other day, and the deal was if I won the ladder seed, then I would show off my baby, and I did win, uh, and I did that, and I've clipped it, so I'll put that clip in the description if you want to see my beautiful little daughter, Nella. I kind of showed her off on, on stream. Um, so I'll throw that in there. And I was there, there for go. that. Hung her, and hung her out of the window like Michael Jackson. 
<laughs> I was there no. for that. And what Tim's not telling you is that while he was climbing Gannon's tower, he's like, you know, there's people here and they've invested time. Even if I lose, I'll I'll I'll, I'll show my daughter. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do that. You know, emotional hostage <laughs> move like that. Um, so yeah, she's super cute. Uh, check that out if you're at all interested. And uh, the very last thing I'll say is we do have a donation link in the episode description if you want to throw a couple bucks our way. Uh, with that, that will end the episode. I want to say once again, thank you so much uh, to Malmo for coming on this show. Uh, excellent job with the administrating of the tournament, and we are really looking forward to see what's next. Yeah, thank you. And I want to give a shout out to GoMode Podcast for providing the platform for the tournament. It could not have happened without you guys. Uh, I mean, I'm. we were happy to do it. I think it went beautifully, and uh, you were just the right person for the job. And I'm just glad everything worked out the way it did. Heck yeah. And on that nice positive note, let's go ahead and end the show on behalf of our guest and co-host. I've been Tim. Let's go ahead and mirror out. <laughs>